us in this morning with the vision to hear what God's put before us. And we do want to come to him to gain clarity. And we do want to have him focus us on where he wants to take us as a church together. Because we want to follow God's lead. Amen? We want to follow where he is leading us. And this past year of 2019, the theme of forward was all about God, take us forward. Where are you taking us to from here to there? Where, where are you taking us? And, and so as we began to press back in and ask God for that, we thought around this whole area of, of vision and, and clarity for where God's leading. And as I think about it related to this year, this is going to be a special year. I think the world's going to be heightened to it as well, looking to what's going to happen that's significant at the turn of a, the chapter of a decade. One of my friends is an optometrist, and he has an optometry clinic here in town, and it's called Insight Eye Care. And he's a believer, and I thought that was such a clever name to come up with that business name, because that's a prayer I often pray, is God, give me insight. I want to see what you see. I want to see with your eyes. And some have said this year is special because of the double number, 2020. And it's going to mean double blessing. And I don't know if it is or not, but I say, God, bring it on. Bring on what you have in store for us for this year. We want all that you have in store. I think it's a significant year within the house, too. And we don't want to add to the dad jokes too much for our young adult generation. But um, we know young adults ministry is called 2020, right? And that name came out well before uh, this year was coming along. And a few years ago, as Rebecca and I were walking in leadership with the 2020s, they asked us, uh, what is it you sense? What's behind the ministry? Uh, what's, what's God wanting to do with us as young adults? And this phrase came out of, see clearly and live fully. We want young adults to be able to see clearly, spiritually see clearly. Because there's lots of decisions to make in that, those early adult years, aren't there? What school do I go to? Do I go to a graduate school? Do I, what vocation do I pursue? Do, do I stay single? Do I get married? All those factors are being weighed in there. And we want young adults and all generations in the house to be able to see God's direction and leading clearly. And then to live fully. The full life that God intends. John 10.10. 10. Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. And so I say it's going to be a good year for young adults. Is there any here who agree? Oh, only one or two? Wow. Is there any young adults here who agree it's going to be a good year for you? All right. I'm trying to draw on your faith here, all right? Call you out. As we sought the vision for us as a church body, as we step into this new year, we said, God, you have been leading us forward. You've been leading us. Now show us what to focus on. So we took time as a pastoral team and elders and spent some time praying and discussing and consulting. And, and as we started to narrow down, and dis our discernment began to be uh, that our focus for this year is to be looking at what got us here. What got us to this point in history as Koinonia? Over 35 years, what, what were the foundation touch points? What were the building stepping stones? What were the key aspects of God's heart that, were, that we embraced as a church body that, that prepared us and led us to this point right now. Because these foundational elements will launch us by faith into this next season that God has in store. I truly believe that. The foundation that God has laid as we start to build on that foundation, those are key. We're not to forget those. We're to actually hang on to them. Remember what they are. Can they hold the load? What is it? What, what is it? How strong are they? That's what we need to stay focused on. 
And so as we've come to this point and praying together and looking forward on foundation, this is what our theme is going to be for this next year. The theme is rooted, deeper in Christ, stronger together. Deeper in Christ and stronger together. We want to be rooted we don't want to be swayed, as Pastor Steve was talking about, we don't want to be swayed and blown over by a storm that hits our lives, a spiritual storm. We want to be rooted and established, holding on strong. So in order to do that, it has to do with depth and it has to do with strength. We as a church needed to be, need to be rooted in the foundations that are centered to God's heart. We need to dig deep down and hang on to the roots that God has given us, these key truths that he's given. Because when we are rooted, then we know we can be grounded. And that's not new with me. You've heard that perhaps before, but it's a truth. When you're rooted, you can be grounded. You can be sure and steady and firm. That's something you can count on. When you're rooted, you can feed off the nutrients that will give you life. From the roots come those nutrients and, and the source of food that we need to grow and, and, and to increase. When we're rooted, we can hold on unswervingly. We can hold on no matter what the storm is. When we're rooted and established, when we're hanging on to God's roots. And when we're rooted, we can produce fruit. We can produce fruit. Value can come out of impact. Increase can come out of our lives. Fruit that's in abundance and fruit that is continuous. It doesn't end even when the season changes and winter sets in. No, God's, God's source will continue to produce fruit. So you can see that our roots feed us and they secure us so that we can fulfill the, the purpose that God has given to us as individuals and to us as a church body. And so I see this theme working for all of us as, as, a, as a daughter of God, as a son of God, but then as us as a church body, I see that God will lead us deeper to make us stronger. The roots are to spread and go deep. Some go right down and go deep and some go broad and go wide. But the trees that grow strong and tall have an incredible root system that reaches out and reaches deep. Jesus Christ is our, what we are to be rooted to and rooted through. Jesus is our source for life, for strength for security, for health, for eternity. Jesus Christ is our source. He's the source of life. And our roots need to go reach deep down to, to hang on to him. There's so much to be gained from going deeper. When, we, when our roots go deep after Christ and we hang on to him, he brings the other things of life into a better perspective. He shows us, because he's the eternal, he shows us the value of the temporary. He shows us what's not important. You know when we have a list of things that we think are important? And we stay fixed on that list because this has to be done. Maybe you're praying and God, I want you to complete this. And, and we do that. But when we come to God and yield to him and say, God, what do you say is important in light of what you see? It's amazing how simple and small our list looks like. One of our prayer leaders said that this week as they were leading out. When it came to the context of prayer, they said, when you get to the deeper intimate spot with the Father, your prayer requests become distant. They just kind of fade away as their level of importance. Not because they're not important, because all of a sudden you're in the presence and the heart of God. And he says, oh, I could take care of that in a moment. 
But I want you to listen to this first. Come with me to uh, Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. I want you to see one of our key verses that we're going to use throughout this year connected to our theme of rooted. And it's the words of the Apostle Paul. Paul, a teacher, a, a brother in the church. And he was writing to encourage some other Christian followers, some followers of Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says this. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as a Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. These words were written to people who believed in God. They were written to a group of people who were Gentiles. Gentiles are non-Hebrew people, non-Jewish people. And so they didn't grow up knowing about the God of heaven, the God of eternity. But these people got to hear about God who sent his one and only son, Jesus. And so as Paul was writing these words, he was writing to a group of people who knew that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. A group of people who knew that Jesus was the way to heaven, the way to the Father. And he was wanting to encourage these people to grow up in knowledge of their faith, in knowledge of Jesus. And to focus their faith, which is of greater worth than gold, to, so that they could be strengthened and grow more mature in their faith. And I believe these words right here in the book of Colossians are still relevant for you and I today. I don't think they've faded or grown, uh, expired in their expiry date. I believe they're still relevant for us right here and right now. Our 2020s, our young adults, in their connect groups in the fall of 2018, studied Colossians. They went verse by verse, chapter by chapter, to work their way through it. And, and I just cheered them on to say, oh, go for it. Because there's truth about Jesus Christ that you want to find in this letter. And so they're relevant for 2020s. It's relevant for all of us to walk into. Paul had never met the recipients of these words he wrote. He had never met them. But he had met Epaphras. And Epaphras was from Colossae or Colossa. Epaphras was from Colossa, and he met up with Paul in Ephesus. And as they were there, and Paul was sharing about Jesus and his love and the Father's forgiveness, and, and as Epaphras grew in his excitement and his faith, Paul said, you got to go back to your home city, and you need to share with them about the love of the Father. And so Epaphras did that. Well, where the two of them, Paul and Epaphras, caught up again was now in Rome in prison. <laughs> they were in prison not for break and entry, all right? They were in prison for sharing about there is an eternal king. And his name is Jesus. And the Romans and others didn't like that message. But as they were together in prison, Paul said, hey, tell me about the brothers and sisters in Colossae and those you've shared with. And, and so Epaphras brought the word and brought the message and shared and said, they're being distracted. They're being, uh, they're being pressures put on the believers in Jesus there to, to live by Hebrew rules and to follow laws. And actually, the faith is being uh, embellished in a way that they're, they're having to live by duties, and that's how they think they get closer to God. And Paul just, you know, you can imagine Paul. He's like, no, this can't be. We need to get them back to their foundation, back to their roots of Jesus Christ. We need, so that's why he wrote this letter to them. The faith life was endangered of becoming all about rules and laws about systems and programs, that this is how you get to heaven. This is how you get closer to God. This is how God will accept you. And so Paul began to write these words 
of saying, no, it's about Jesus. You need to be rooted to him, and he will then lead you in holy living. Does that sound relevant for us today? Yeah. It's, it's easy for us to fall into that trap as well. Or maybe some well-meaning church people to come along and say, oh, well, why aren't you carrying your Bible? If you don't have your Bible, then you're not a serious Christian. Or, you know, how many hours did you pray this week? You know, it's fasting and prayer week. We're going to check up on you, and we record it in the church record. And sometimes we cave into that fear thinking, oh, my goodness, if they're serious, then maybe God's even more serious. And what's he going to do to me if I, he finds out I didn't talk to him today? No. It's about relationship. It's about walking with our Father, our Savior. That's why he sent Jesus, so we could know the Father's love. And then that's why the Holy Spirit came, so we could walk in the, the Spirit of Christ who is with us. I like this summary of the book of Coloss Colossians. When you got Jesus the Messiah, you got it all. <laughs> Isn't that simple? It seems too simple to be, no, come on, there's got to be more than that, you know? There's got to be church attendance in there somewhere. But no, no, when you've got Jesus, you want to gather as the church. <laughs> when you've got Jesus, you want to get into the word of God. When you've got Jesus, his life comes alive in that you want to pray and talk with the Father. We want to go deeper in Christ this year. That's some of the, the, the theme of being rooted. I believe it, these words are still relevant for us because it's living in a relationship with God is not about the clothes we wear. You don't have to dress a certain way to be accepted in the church, let alone in heaven. You don't have to use certain words for God to hear you when you talk to him. And we know, church, those of you who gather here regularly, we have words that we're familiar with. But if somebody's new coming in, they're like, what is that? And what does that mean? And why, why are you singing those words? We have to be mindful because we can impress on new people who are coming to find Jesus our Christian language even saying. And they might think, oh, I've got to speak their language. When God's spirit gets inside, he'll do the language of the heart, right? So it's not about our clothes. It's not about our words. It's not about how many times we read the Bible. When I was a teenager growing up and being taught to do devotions, I fell into a trap and a pattern that I thought if I did my devotions well enough or often enough, frequent enough, that that would get me closer to God. And so I got a reading plan with the check boxes, and, and I'd check those boxes off, and I felt guilt if I didn't check the box off by the end of the day, and oh my goodness, i got to catch up tomorrow. And, and so that's the way I do it. And I remember walking my faith out this way for, a number of, for an extended period of time. I was a teenager, I'd go to camp in the summer and we'd get passion and we'd have great worship like we do here at Koinia. And then through the rest of the year, I'd just try and do, be diligent and this will keep me close to God. And I remember in my spiritual frustration, I was writing a letter to a friend from camp. This was before email, so I was writing a letter with pen and paper. And I remember writing it out and I just wrote it out, wrote out my frustration. I'm doing all these things, I'm praying this, this long and I'm reading this many scriptures and this is everything you do. Why do I, am I still feeling spiritually flat and empty? What's wrong? And it was like God supernaturally lifted the letter I off the page. Every time I started a sentence with I doing this, I'm doing that, I'm trying hard. I, and it was like he, he was just pointing at me saying, it's not all about you, Brian. <laughs> You, you're not going to be able to get to me. You need to yield to me and let me invite you in. You need to follow and listen to my spirit, and my spirit will lead you and set you free from, from just compliance 
to entering into relationship. And that changed my perspective approaching the Word of God. Did I throw away my Bible after that? No. This is a living Word of God. I came back and I said, God, do you want me to read this today? Okay, I'm sensing you do. Where, God, are you taking me today? And it was a bit of a discovery to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. And when he did, then I'd light up, and then I couldn't stop talking about it. I wanted to share, oh, did you know this? And did you hear this? And when we live by the Spirit, rooted in Christ, then our life becomes alive. Are you with me? It's about Jesus. Jesus lived and died for us so that we could then be rooted in him. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 5. In the beginning chapter, Paul said, You Colossians, you previously heard of this hope in the message of truth, the gospel, regarding salvation, which has come to you. Indeed, just as in the whole world, the gospel is constantly bearing fruit and being spread by the power of God. He was saying they had the hope. They have the good news already. And that good news, you know, church, it's spreading elsewhere And by the power of God, there's fruit. There's other lives that are being transformed. He was reminding them of this. He said, this is already inside of you because you are rooted. But he brings that message out in our key verses here, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. So then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So I want you to recognize a few things in here. Obviously, Jesus Christ is centered. We also see here, just as you were taught. So there was some learning and studying there. There was some reading and understanding and what Jesus was teaching. But recognize it's about relationship, that we're rooted to Jesus out of relationship through the Holy Spirit. So as we look at living in him and being rooted... Let me read another translation. The Amplified says this of verse 6. Walk in union with Jesus, reflecting his character in what you do and what you say. It's a whole lot easier to reflect Jesus when you've spent some time with him, isn't it? When you've spent time in his presence, then you can reflect him. The message version says, go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the master. Now live him. Live him. Live Jesus. Let him live out and through you. This year, we sense we are to focus on the roots, our foundation, Jesus Christ. We are to live him. We are going to study Jesus Christ on Sunday mornings. And then we're going to go and live him. We're not going to stay in the books and the study and the lessons. We're going to take what we learn and say, Holy Spirit, now we want to walk that out. And some of you already are. But I know God wants to continue to take you deeper. He wants to make you stronger in faith. Sundays, we're going to look at how Christ was fully God and fully man. We're going to study that and say, help us to understand this, Father. This is foundational. This is part of our roots of our faith. We're going to look at the forgiveness of Christ. And how is it possible that Jesus Christ can forgive you for any and everything? Any and everything. We're going to look at the Trinity and the relationship of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. How does that work out in the unity of the three of them? And what does that mean for us? What does it mean to be baptized into Jesus Christ? We're going to go there on Sunday mornings. And then we're going to walk that out and live that out. This year, as a church, 
we are going to grow more mature in our faith because the result will be, and the result that will come out of that is we are going to get stronger and healthier as a community. We're going to go deeper down. Our roots, you're going to see them expand. I know that God is going to do some growth within us that is miraculous. I believe that because he's given us this direction of vision. We need roots that are established. We need good soil to go down into, don't we? Soil that's rich in nutrients. We need to be watered. We need warmth that will allow that seed to grow. But recognize, as God's calling us into this growth this year, is the enemy's desire is to do the opposite. The enemy's desire is to stop growth. The enemy's desire is to divide us and defeat us. You realize that? But God's desire is for us to grow. We're going to go and get, we're going to press into this and say, God, we, we want our roots to expand. We want them to reach far and wide. We want them to be accessible to, to draw in the life source that you are. You see that at the beginning of this video, a seed began to germinate. And it needed, to, to, it needed the right conditions. And I believe God's posturing us as a church to experience those conditions together as a church body in all the different events and experiences, and he'll lead you in the right ones to connect with. We want to keep growing, not just for one day or two days, but we want to keep growing for endless days, right? Until Jesus comes. We want to keep growing because we want our faith to mature and to thrive and to produce fruit. We want fruit to come out of our faith as well so that, so that others can see and learn about Jesus Christ. Now, right here about day 25, this video shifts a little bit, and it starts to show us what the root system looks like. And isn't this cool? <laughs> when you just think of, this is just a bean seed, all right? Not just a bean, sorry. It is a bean seed. Picture an acorn. Picture a maple seed. Picture the root systems that go down and far and wide and grab on. And picture, keep this picture in your mind as we go through this year because we want to be rooted so that we can go deeper in Jesus Christ so we can be stronger as a community together. Are you with me? Yeah. I'm going to invite uh, Ryan Hazard to come up and join me. Ryan, where are you? Here he comes. Ryan's coming up. Ryan and his wife, Michelle, and their two kids uh, call Koinonia home. And you see Ryan doing live news sometimes here and there. But Ryan also is on our graphics and communications team. And Ryan uh, brings his gifts and his passions, his creative minds, and, and he brings it to the house and says, here, I, I want to serve. And so, Ryan, what, what I want you to share is, um, as we as a pastoral team and leaders and then did, invited you into meetings, is we had discussion together and pressed in and sensed the, saw the theme starting to come together and looking like rooted. Um, and then deeper and stronger. Can you unpack for us, how did you take that and come up with this diagram that we see here? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, it was, it's such an honor to take the vision that uh, God is downloading to you and to the senior team and bring it to life um, with, with visuals and graphics so we can all take that and, and have something that we can remember and, and hold on to. So yeah, when we, when we, I was brought into meetings and discussions around this is potentially what we're going to be doing for 2020. And at that time, there was not really a word. It was just kind of the big picture and the, the direction we wanted to go, which 
I thought it was really cool because I got to focus more about those elements than just the word. It was about um, trying to communicate what the, the big picture of the new theme was going to be. So with the rooted icon, um, there's three primary elements that um, build it and make it what it is. So first of all, there's the obvious one of the, the flower shape or the plant shape that um, is talking and referring to the idea of it's about the fruit of the roots. And mm -hmm. instead of it just, you know, it, it would have been easy to have visual elements of roots, but that wasn't the point. The point was about that when we have good roots, then it produces good fruit. So Amen. I wanted that to be a big yeah. piece of it. And so that we were always remembering that it's about the, the result of, as we dig deeper and explore mm -hmm. roots, it's about the result of it and the fruit that is produced from that. And the next piece is um, togetherness. And so the intersecting lines and the shapes um, all come together to create this beautiful flower. And one of the pieces that came out in one of the meetings we were having was Venn diagrams, you know, like the circles, and it's about what's in, this, in the center of the circles. So this shape is actually built of eight circles that are all intertwined together to create the flower. So that was another piece. And, and if you were to take any one of those elements out on its own, it would just be a shape. But mm -hmm. together, um, they make this beautiful icon. Yeah. And the third one... Um, is a piece that I thought of early on in the stage was a stained glass window. As we talked about roots and roots of the Christian faith, uh, a stained glass window is a, a visual element that I thought would be great to bring in. So that's the colors are there to represent and look like a stained glass window to uh, just kind of look back at our history and heritage of the Christian faith. Yeah. Cool. And as, as those thoughts were coming together and as he was sharing and we were having conversations together, I loved what I was hearing the team did about the intersecting of the lines. Because that's our lives. That's you and I intersecting and connecting together. We're not meant to do life alone. We're not meant to do faith alone. We're meant to do it intersecting with one another. It's hard at times. It's difficult. But, but God with us, it's possible. And then as you talked about uh, the crossovers and the different circles, and yeah, we thought about the center. We know the center is Jesus Christ. And do we make the center big? But, but how big do you make Jesus? He's endless, right? So picture Jesus is at the center. That's what we're rooted to as we walk forward. And then came the stained glass windows. And I was like, you I don't like stained glass. I grew up in a, in a church, a traditional with stained glass windows. And my parents, they're beautiful people and, and followers of Jesus Christ, but they took me to church three times a week whether I wanted to go or not. And I didn't understand the why. I just knew I better go. <laughs> so when I looked at those stained glass windows, I was like, why do they make them stained glass? I want to see what's going on outside in the world, not what's going on in here. But then I began to say, God, I don't understand this. And, and God began to teach me that's about what's his heart, not about the building, the bricks, the mortar, the windows. It doesn't matter but there's a history there of people walking by faith. And that church became very dear to me because when I got past the stained glass windows and saw that there was real people and a real heart message in those who were calling me to follow God, I would come forward to the front and just kneel and pray as a 16-year-old saying, God, I don't care about the windows anymore. I want your heart. I want to be rooted to Jesus. I want to live for Jesus every day. And that's what we're encouraging and calling us as a church family. Let's go deeper with Christ Jesus this year so we can be stronger together to share God's love and message with this world. Amen? Amen. Ryan, I'd, I'd love you to pray for us. And as you submit this logo and diagram and this theme, would you pray over us as a body together? Church, would you stand as Ryan prays?
Lord, I just thank you so much uh, for your word, for the rich soil that can be found when your Holy Spirit reveals the life that is in your word to us, that we can take on to that, that we can plant roots and grow to produce godly fruit in our lives, that we can produce godly fruit together as a church, that we can be a light to this community, that people will begin to see that there's something beautiful about this congregation. There's something beautiful about when we come together and when we uh, have this sense that we're all coming from one source, from the roots that you have for us. Lord, thank you for the history of our Christian faith, for the heritage that we have behind us, for the foundation that has been laid so that we can continue to grow and to pursue you with everything we have. So Lord, I just pray that for this year, that we will just uh, take a hold of what you have for us in in 2020 and for the, the decade ahead of us, Lord, and that you just help us all to see what you have for us this year. And I pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, my friend. I'm going to hold on to something that God gave me this week in our prayer times. It was a fresh inspiration, something about Koinonia and heaven. And I'm going to share it with you next Sunday. So come back next Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's for all of you. But as we finish this morning, there's going to be ministry time available at the front. Don't run away. Take some time to linger. Let God just speak into your heart of how he wants to root you deeper into Jesus, you and your family. Um, Yeah, let's, let's go further.